So we are confronted with this verse. I say confronted because it really does take away our breath when you think of it. We are confronted with this verse that says, All things work together for good to them that love God. When we see chaos in our families and in the world, disorder and pain and sorrow and grief and loss, how can we say that everything works together for good? And what's more uh, remarkable, as I pointed out the other day, is that this verse is, is given to us in the context of prayer that even though we groan in prayer and the Holy Spirit groans within us and we sometimes don't know what we're praying for and we have great pain in our prayers, nevertheless, everything is going to work together for good to those who love God. This is worth exploring a lot more. Colin Cook here and How It Happens. Thanks for joining me today. You're listening to the good news of the gospel. We describe it here, or Paul describes it in the book of Romans, and we seek to explore it. When we explore this book, we learn about the grace of God and we learn how to trust in His grace. So, in fact, this program is really about faith training. It trains our faith, because as we learn about God's goodness and what He has done for us in His Son, we are challenged by faith to trust Him, even though we are full of doubts and fear. Well, thanks for listening. You can listen to this program every Monday through Friday at 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning, on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas. You can also listen to the program any time of the day or night uh, on your smartphone or other remote device, driving to work while you're jogging in the park or whatever. Simply listen to the program on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash faithquest or simply uh, download soundcloud and key in how it happens with colin cook when you get there you can also hear it on podcast faithquest.podcast.com so here we are with this verse then let's just read it together it's in in uh, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Let me read to you two verses before it to get the connection. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So here we are, faced with troubles in our lives and in the world and in our families and in our personal walk with God. And we are praying about those troubles and we're groaning because they're so deep and profound and we wonder sometimes in our groanings whether God is there at all. And then we learn from these verses that the Holy Spirit is doing the groaning in us too. And he is taking that the deep words and meanings of those groanings to his heavenly Father, 
to our, I should say, our Heavenly Father, and letting the Father know of these things, as if God didn't already know, of course, but it's a a message to us to assure us that the Spirit is able to translate all our pain and troubles to God. And those pains and troubles, remember, are part of the groanings of the whole creation that Paul speaks of earlier in the chapter, that are the groanings of not death, but childbirth. The fact that our lives and all the world and all of God's creation is in a state of groaning that is expecting the new birth, the birth of the kingdom of God. That's what's coming, and that's what we can look forward to. And that is why Paul says, for we know that all things work together for good. These groanings then within us that are so grief-stricken and experience, uh, experiencing loss in our lives as we pray for our families and the world and the community and the ones we love and care about, these groanings which seem to us to be a great loss and a terrible disappointment are in fact working together for good, for our good. Now, how you understand that, how you can comprehend that that can possibly happen is an amazing thing. And it's a gift of God. I've said time and again that faith is a gift of God. It is not coming from our human mind. It does not come from our willpower to gin it up. It is coming from God, who brings us a gift in our darkness, a gift of faith. I said to you many times now that when Jesus asked Peter, who do you say, who do you say that I am, Peter? And he said, you are Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Peter, for flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. In other words, Faith in Jesus Christ is not produced by flesh and blood, by human nature, in other words, but by our Father in heaven who gives it to us. Now, in our prayer then, and in our groanings, we are free to say, and though it hurts so much, dear God, what I am praying to you about, I thank you that all things are going to work together for good. How does God do this? Well, we will explore this a little bit uh, throughout the coming days. But first of all, remember that if all things work together for good, then Paul is telling us one more thing about the death of Jesus Christ. Remember that the death of Jesus Christ, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, is, number one, a revelation of the love of God. And number two is it it is an atonement for the sins of the world. In other words, Christ's death took place in place of yours and mine and the whole world's as a judgment against sin so that you and I are freed from that judgment. So number one, the death of Jesus Christ is a revelation of God's love that he could give his Son for our life. Two, that it's an atonement for our sins. But now comes this one. Three, 
the death of Jesus Christ is a victory, a victory over the forces of evil. This is why Paul can say all things work together for good to them that love God. Why? Because Christ, through his death, is the one and only human being, representing all of us, by the way, who did not come under the power of Satan. He entered the world bringing a humanity with him that did not submit or succumb to Satan's power. And thus, Christ has brought about a humanity that can live without the aid of Satan. Thank you very much. And that humanity is accounted as ours. This is why Jesus could say just before he left the earth, all power in heaven on earth has been given to me. Go therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. All power has been given to him. Satan's power has been snatched away from him by Christ. This is why it says in Romans in um, Mark 4 that Jesus could not have come to the world and taken Satan's children from him if he had not, first of all, broken into Satan's house and taken him captive and bound him so that he could steal his children. What a fascinating verse that is. Jesus uh, compares himself with a robber who breaks into Satan's kingdom and house and binds Satan so that he could take away his children. You and I don't have to bind Satan. He's already bound by Christ's victory. And this is why Paul says in Colossians chapter 2, you remember, uh, having wiped out the handwriting of uh, requirements that are, was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. And then these words, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in the cross. So Jesus Christ has disarmed the principalities and powers. We don't know the full extent of, well, we know the full extent of it, but how that actually works and happens is difficult for us to ascertain. But what we know is that the victory of Christ is the third factor in the atone, in the crucifixion of Christ. The, cru- the crucifixion of Christ reveals the love of God, the atonement for sins, and the victory over Satan. And it is for this reason that you and I in prayer can say, Father, though this hurts what has happened, though this is a terrible tragedy in my life and my family, or in the world, whatever we are praying about, Father, thank you that it is going to work together for good. But you say, Colin, there's a problem. What's that, Colin? Well, it's the fact that it says to those who love God, and I'm not sure that I love God all that much. I love him a little bit, but not a very lot, uh, not a lot. But listen, Those who have faith that Jesus Christ is their Savior are loving God. Every act of trusting in God is love for him. Hang on to that. 
Father, I thank you that though my love is so flimsy and pitiful and inconsistent, I thank you that I believe in you and that belief is a gift from you. And since I believe in you, therefore I love you. And I thank you that you are working these things out. And remember, I've said more than once, many, many times, that the way God brings faith to us is by bringing us to an end of ourselves, to an end of our resources, to trust in His resources. Now, you may see your very children coming to an end of their resources, and isn't it agonizing to watch? They try, they struggle, they maybe they struggle with drugs or alcohol, and they're trying to get free, and they can't get free, and we're watching the agony of all this and wondering what we can do, and yet we feel helpless, and we see them coming uh, through all this, going through all this, and we just feel so broken ourselves over it. And then we remember God is bringing them too to an end of their resources so that he can bring them to a position where they call out, oh God, help me. And then they believe that Christ is their help and their son of God and their savior. Whether they overcome their addiction or not in this life, God is helping them by thrusting their needs upon his own heart and shoulders so that he can carry it and bear it for them. Well, thank you for listening to this broadcast today. It's been a pleasure to share it with you. When I share the gospel with you, I hear it in my own heart and mind, and it blesses me too. If you would like to help, especially in the new year, to make this program uh, uh, viable financially so that others can hear it, please send your donations to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. That's FaithQuest. P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. Or make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. I'll see you next time then. Cheerio and God bless.